thank you, Lord, for this amazing day, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that we can be in your house this morning again. I thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity again to, to share your word and to take part, Lord God, in, in the, the wisdom that you have for us. I thank you, Lord, for your word, that, that we can learn your truths in your word. And by learning your truths, we learn more about you, Jesus. Yes, Jesus, you, you are truth, Lord God. And your scripture says, your word says, your truth, you will set us free. So I pray, Lord, that the, the word today will bring freedom in the hearts and the minds for our church, Lord Jesus. We love you, God. Amen. Amen. So, today, um, for this, this last week, actually, the Lord really put on my heart to, to speak about abiding in Christ, abiding in Him. And I was thinking, oh, Lord, what does that actually mean? And, and it, it's, such a, it's such a big thing to speak about. And to, 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 to teach about that in one morning is, is, is really not that easy. But this, this last week, week and a half of the Lord, it really spoke heart to my heart. Heart to my heart. <laughs> um, and he, he said, if, if, we, if we are one of the angels or the elders in heaven, in front of us, in front of him, his throne, if, if we see what they see all the time, if we experience what they ex ex experience all the time, what will we speak about in church? What will we talk about in church? Like, hmm, okay. But he didn't stop there. He also said, and I think I shared this with some of us this week, that in church we normally, what, what we do, we now we, we, we know scriptures and we educate on what the word is saying and what. YouTube, YouTube says about the word, and then we, we begin to tell stories to believers in church, and we challenge unbelievers why we are right and they are wrong. And the Lord convicted me on that as well, and He said, from one of Simon's scriptures, He said that if you really study scripture see what Jesus did, you'll see that he told stories to unbelievers, but he challenged believers the other way around. We, we sometimes like to sort of shift that away from us because we don't want to have conflict as believers. Like I'm not in the, in the, the kingdom of heaven, so so let me be. I do my own thing, my own this, my own that. Leave me alone and you go look at the ones that, that has not received him yet. And that's not the heart of Jesus. But he wants us as well as believers to, to be stronger believers, to become more stronger, to become holy as he is holy. Because why? The rest of the world looked towards us as believers, we represent Him. If we are just if, if, if we are only that, where's what motivates the world to serve God that we serve? Make sense? So it, it was a it was an intense week for me, and I hope to. Um, I hope to transfer what the Lord said to me this week and to you guys in a, in a, a way that, that we all sort of on the same page. Amen. So, 
last week or when, two weeks ago, Jacques spoke about compelled by love, compelled by love of God. And it, it, it was actually a really, really good sermon because it, it spoke about, in essence, that if, if we want to be compelled by His love, there, there needs to be some sort of a relationship with God. And for us believers, we don't just receive love from anyone. We receive from wisdom love from the right people so that we learn to love the right way. So to love the, the right way, we need to have a relationship with God. As simple as that. So we need to abide in Him to learn His heart, to know when He speaks with us, we know what it means, we begin to understand His love. And then when we understand it, we can share it. Last week, um, Marissa spoke about um, how, to, to, how to, to overcome fear. And there was a, there was quite a few truths in what she said, but again, in essence, if you want to overcome fear, there is only one way to do it. Be in Christ, abide in Him, stay in Him. And the, in the New Testament as well, it, it stresses to us as believers to constantly remain in Him. And the way to do it, the way we remain in Him is expressed in our obedience to, to what He says in His Word. And that's also how we, became, how we become disciples of Jesus. Make sense? Yes. yes. Okay. So, today, I'm going to about a few things. Um, I'm going to talk about what abiding in Christ depends upon. I'm going to talk about what Christ gave us to help us to abide in Him. Signs that shows that we abide in Him and Him in us. The fruits thereof and also what happens when we do not so there's a, there's a mouthful today. I hope I get through it. But we've got the whole day, right? Be from He said so Not the whole day. Okay, after that, I promise. Anyway, so abiding, what does that word actually mean? So the, the, the Greek word for abide is meno. Meno. And it's a it's a verb. It's a it's an action. It's not a it's not a abide in Christ. I've said that in the networks. I've said that. No, it's an action. Abiding Christ is a verb. It's an action. It means that word meno. It means to to stay in Him. Not stay as in stay. Stay in Him as in present in the whole time means to remain in Him. It means to continue in Him. It means to endure in Him. So it's a, it's a verb. Make sense? Okay. So, in, in Scripture, and we're going to start with John 15, verse 4 to 9, it says the following, where Jesus tells us to abide in Him. I just want to, to, to put that out there, that's not something that I say, but it's something that he says in his word. John 15 verse 4 to 9, it says, Abide in me, that's him saying that, and I am in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the, the branches, he who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you cannot do anything. Without me you can do nothing. 
Verse 8. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into fire, and they are burned. Verse 7. You abide in me, and my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Verse 8. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. And verse 9. As the Father loved me, I also love you. Abide Love. And also in Colossians 2 verse 6, we see that the New Testament writers, they also they, they, they say the same thing. They say, as you therefore have received Jesus Christ the Lord, so walk in Him. That walk in Him means abide in Him. So walk in Him. But I love that what it says in John 15, um, verse 8, verse um, 7 and 8, that says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. And then, verse 8, by this, my Father is glorified. Who of us would like to live in a way every day that our Father in heaven is glorified. And that can open up. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> and that can only happen in this sense when we abide in Him. We abide in Him. We can pray according to His heart. He makes it happen. He answers the prayers. And by that, He is glorified. But it can only happen when we abide in Him. So, what does abiding in Christ depend upon? So we need to abide in Him, but what needs to happen for us to abide in Him? Number one is we have to hold on to His teachings, to the teachings of Christ. What does that mean? What is the? How do we know where is teaching of Christ? What it actually is? What it actually means? Because we we speak a lot of. We always talk with the men. We we speak a lot of Christianese of the teachings of Christ. Huh? Where do we find it? It in scriptures, as simple as that. We all have access to this. We all should bring the Bible to church in a notebook and take notes because in here we find his teachings, it's in his word, it's in a healthy, spirit filled church, it's in home groups where there's fellow believers where we can make each other strong, it's in Serving, it's helping live where, where we stand under the Lord's authority, where He can have an input in us, where He can help us, form us. But it starts for us in His Word. It always comes back to the Scriptures, and I'm not sure if this is, this is on the screen, but in, in 1 John 2, verse 24, it says, 1 John 2, verse 24. Therefore, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and the Father. This scripture, this is what we all heard from the beginning. I wasn't here in the beginning. I don't want to hear Okay. But you are here now. And scripture says, when you are a believer, you receive the Holy 
spirit within you, and then you become one spirit with God. So whatever the Holy Spirit did, Jesus did, the, the, the Father did, way back in the beginning, with Adam and Eve, because they are in you, they testify all those things that happened. So you actually have within you the testimony of Jesus from the beginning of time until now. And he's, he's, he's um, saying to us, hey guys, therefore let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the same way. That's intense. I like that. I like intense. Holding on to his teachings. The second thing it depends upon is it depends upon our obedience to Christ, our obedience to the Father, our obedience to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. It's not on there, but it says in John 15, it says the following John 15, verse 10. Those who take notes, John 15, verse 10. Actually, yes, man, let me tell you this. this. When, I, when I did my research to do this today, the sermon today, I found, like, I think, over 150 scriptures that I know of talking about abiding in Christ. And I'm like, okay, Jesus, now I've got to pick a few to use today because you can't put scriptures and scriptures and scriptures because you just lose it in everyone. So it was intense, but uh, I hope I found a few good ones and we're going to put a few okay ones on the, the board there. So anyway, it depends on obedience to him. John 15 verse 10 says, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. So we serve the God of love, okay? And he, he, he says then, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. Okay, so if, if Jesus says, that he kept his father's commandments so that he can stay in the love of the father. And we all know we don't fully understand the love of the father, the love of Jesus. Then it's a good thing for us as believers to follow Jesus' example as he followed the commandments of his father to abide in his love. So we must also as disciples, as believers, follow the commandments of Jesus so that we can abide in His love. This is the only way when we abide in Him, when we search His heart to truly begin to understand what real love is. His love, not the love of the world. The world is, what did the culture say? It's less. Less is not love me. There's only one true love, and that's Jesus. The world is less. And you, but see, I'm working with this character, and it's simple. It is simple. This and yours is simple. Apologies for that. Mark, this one it is. That's the world is is there. Like we're we're driven by what this thing needs and wants. But the Lord says, I am love, He is true love. Follow me. Amen. So, if Jesus kept His Father's commandments to abide in love, I mean, for us then, as, as, as His disciples, for us that should be. 
Next thing is when we abided Him, Scripture says in, in Matthew 7, it's on the board, it says that then we built our house on a rock. We build a house on a rock. So, so by this action, so it's a continual thing. So it's not that we all there yet instantly. It's something that we grow in. And as we build, takes time to build the house. As we build on that rock, we become more mature believers. And I'll speak about that as well in a few weeks about how to become a mature believer. And it says in, in that scripture that when we become mature, we will not be tossed around by false teachings, you know, as the wind that blows. You saw this here, and you checked out something on YouTube, and it sounded awesome because it's a good video set up, and the dude speaks very fluently and charismatic. It must be true. He says it's true, it's true, and now I believe that. And now I hear something here that, yeah, but this also makes sense. And now I believe this. Now now you back and forth and back and forth. Because why? You abide in the wrong things. The Lord says, abide in me. So that you build your house on the rock. So that when the winds come, the waves come, and the false doctrines come, you can stay steady, you can stay stable as a believer and not be, be chucked back and forth when we abide in Him. It also depends upon us living like Jesus Christ. I think that's on the board. 1 John 2 verse 6. 1 John 2 verse 6. Where it says, He who says he abides in him ought himself also to what? To walk just as he walked. Man, the scriptures there galore. As, okay, he who says he abides in him himself to walk just as he did. So, I say I'm a believer because I'm, I'm here on a Sunday, I'm in church and everything. I give my, my 50 bucks to church and then that's it. What happens when I walk out the door? Do you think in your own mind, so if, if you reflect on your own life, not someone else's, your own life. When, when you are between Sundays, are you still a believer, follower of Christ? And if you say yes, you are, then my next thing is, in, and be honest with in yourself now, what do, 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 do people think and see when they see? Because it's, it's one thing for us to say, yes, I'm, I'm God's gift to mankind. But does your, your life reflect it in a, a way that when people are around you, look at you, they, they see the same thing? That's, that's, that's very important. So we need to walk as He walks when we are a believer. And yes, initially it's a bit of a struggle and a stumble, but as we continue in the right way, help us, hold us, and the walk will become easier, although our circumstances not. Make sense? Walk as he has walked. When others look at you, what do they see? But here's the good news. Is the good news is I think I said this from the beginning that Christ does not leave us alone with this whole abiding and walking thing because he knows it's a struggle day to day. Um, I had a few of that 
this last week that you know, I, I had to ask for help to abide in him <laughs> and walk with him. Many years but it was a good week. So, and he, he knows that things will happen with us. He knows we're struggling. And therefore he said, I'm not going to leave you guys alone. I'm going to help you. Why? Because he loves us. And he wants us to experience that love. So, what did Jesus give us? Is what and who did he give us so that we can abide in him? Number one is, it's not on the board, but in John 6, he talks about, he talks about um, having a communion with God, you know, the wine and the bread, but he speaks about that we eat bread of life. So the, the first, um, the first meaning of that is, is for when an unbeliever eats the bread of life, something that comes from Jesus himself, if he eats that bread of life, he receives eternal life and he can come into the kingdom of God. So the first thing that Jesus hands us is himself. He's the bread of life. So, so that's why when we have a communion, we actually think about what he did for us. He is the bread of life. Um, and then he also, where am I now? He also sent us his Holy Spirit. He sent Holy Spirit as a helper. I think it's on there. It's 1 John 2 verse 27. 1 John 27, yes, it's on there. Says, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning your things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. That says in essence, when you abide in Him, you know that verb, that action thing, when you stay in Him, His Holy Spirit comes within you and upon you to help you every day in that walk. You can ask Him for help anytime, anywhere. It's not just on a Sunday in church, it's not just because we are the on the day. You can also have that because you have, as a believer, a direct access to God. And how do you, you also see when this anointing of the Holy Spirit is on a believer? This is a hard one for us. You see it within yourself if you live a supernatural lifestyle. When the supernatural lifestyle is the norm and not the exception. The exception is if you do not have any, um, I don't want to call it the experiences, but if you don't have any encounter with God. I always, I'm always asked, um, what did I write here? And, 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 and it's something that I ask myself a lot because I need to also help myself accountable. Like, when last did I pray for someone for salvation? Can't only just happen on the outreach because it's it's easier. Iso, and I feel funny. Iso, but down near you want to pat. Okay, and then you leave. 
and because it happens a lot, then you start sort of not to tell people anymore about Jesus, and you sort of begin to walk away of and then we leave it and then we step away from it. When last did we as believers walk with someone up to a point where we lead them to salvation? When last did we lay hands on the sick and pray for them? Not just at a conference, but it's a daily walk that we need to walk. We need to be disciples of Him, and He did it all the time. We can't just do these things whenever we feel like it, but maybe on the outreach, that's it. It's a, it's a constant when we abide in Him fully, and it's, it's a process. It's not something that happens overnight, but you will begin to see these things in your life. Then Jesus Christ abides in a believers. How do we know that? Um, it's, uh, it's not on there, but it says in John 15 verse 4, it says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it, it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So there's a, there's a strong link in that scripture in John 15 verse 4 between us abiding in Him and He abiding in us. There's a very strong link there. Um, okay, I'm not going to skip that. And also we see it by His Holy Spirit that lives within us, the Spirit of Truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you there is so much about abiding by we in him he in us we in him he in us and it's not what's that the law of the law of the three so if you hear it three times then you know the Lord is speaking to you. Yes, like, dude, wake up all the time, abide in me, because there's hundreds of scriptures that says, abide in him, and he abide in us. There is a lot there. Also, how do we know that Christ abides in us as believers? Well, you can see it in the faith of a believer. Again, it's a Process that we, but it's um, action, which means it's, it grows, it grows, it grows. It's not the same for everyone. Galatians 2, verse 20, it's also not on there, it's too much. It says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me. So we can see it by his Holy Spirit within us, on us. We can see it in our walk with him, our faith walk with him, because we our faith grows. And we take more faith this. Okay, and then, nearly done, is what is the result of abiding in Christ? And I think for that is a slide. Thank you, Rainer. So you can just leave that there. The results of abiding in Christ. Number one is fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. So, when you abide in Christ, when you get to know Him, get to, to learn His heart, and who He is, when you begin to live according to His truths, when you begin to be a Christian, be action, then you will have a fruitful life. Fruitfulness examples. 
is when you begin to change, when you, your character begins to be transformed. So that you, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you act is more like Jesus, so you'll become more Christ-like. Fruitful. Um, I, I talked to the men, when was it this last, last week, last Friday, with a sticky drivers. I talked to them and I said, for us to be kingdom men, we need to be involved also in church. We need to be involved in His, his Word, because why? And it's actually for all of us, but when we are abiding in Him, and we are fruitful, so we actually contribute when we help in church and everything. Because we are here, we learn a lot from, from others, we learn from Jesus, His heart, and then that we can take back to our wives, kids, work, whatever, and transform that so that we can have kingdom communities. It's, it starts with not, not just men, this is everyone abiding in his word. Get back in scriptures. Okay, fruitfulness. It means your character begins to, to change and you help out, not really help out, you serve this serving heart in church and help therefore build the kingdom also outside of the church. John 15, verse 4 to 5. Um, I've said that before, I think it's on there, but you can just leave that one on. It's fine. It is, as the, the, the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. So, Something that we love to do is, we love to say, I'm a believer, Jesus came, blah, 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 the whole works, but we still sort of isolate ourselves. Because it, it, sometimes when we come to church, we hear confronting stuff, when we go to self group, you need to, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an effort because you've got stuff to do tomorrow, you have to work late, and blah, 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 and we all have a life. But it's, it's like there's quite a few things that sort of begin to hinder you to become fruitful. But the more we accept that hindrances in our lives, the less fruitful we'll be. We have to stand up sometimes for what we believe. Draw a line and say, hey, me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I'm going to draw a line with things that can take away from me getting involved in scriptures. Amen? We can't do this alone. We have to be in a community. And we have to be connected to Jesus. In Proverbs something, something, one of you will know, it says, the man who isolates himself destroys himself. Don't, don't isolate yourself. Don't do that. Okay, um, so fruitfulness, the next one is this answer to prayer. Again, John 15 verse 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask, Father, in my name, He may be. So when you abide in Him, it means you... You, you, you're there next to him, you're, you're in his heart, you hear his heartbeat. You hear his heartbeat. You know his will. Because you know his will, when you ask according to his will, your prayers get answered. But you only get that when you abide in Christ. Okay. Where's the next one? And what did I write there? Freedom from persistent sin. I'm going to give scriptures again. 1 John 3 verse 6 and verse 9 says, Whoever abides in him does not sin. Now there's a whole lot about that that I can say. For another, whoever sins has 
neither seen him nor known him. Verse 9, whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed remains in him and he cannot sin because he has been born of God. In essence, that instance that you receive salvation, you receive Jesus as your Savior, your spirit becomes 100% clean, pure before God. It does not sin and will never sin again. The sinful lifestyle that comes through this belief place us and your thoughts, your thinking, your mind, your soul, soul your mind, your emotions, and this thing here. Listen. That's that by choice. The spirit is 100% perfected for God. Freedom from a persistent sin again. <coughs> it's a process abiding in Him, learning His ways, learning His thinking, His mind. Is everything, which means that all these sinful thinking that sort of tries to hold you back all the time. You did this, now you are that. Now you did this, and you are that. And it sort of holds you back from God. When you abide in Him, you learn His truths, you learn His heart, and it sets you free from that thinking, such how that now you are free to focus on Him. And not all these things that's, that wants to hold you back. Remember, I'm talking now to everyone that says they believe, remember what Jesus did on the cross. He removed the power of that sin. So how come we want to give the power back to the sin? <laughs> it holds us back. Well, this by someone else that, that not in our church, we go ahead, we go forward. We don't hold on to the past. Um, freedom from persistence and then relationship with God the Father. John 14 verse 23 again that says, if anyone loves me, you will keep my word, so you will abide in him. And my Father will love him. And he will come to him and make our home. And we will come to him and make our home. Hectic. So just think about what happens when you abide in him. That the Creator, you sometimes feel, I let it off that, who added I put off someone. No, no, no. Not there somewhere, it's not me die for my father. The creator says, the father says, he will come and dwell in you, human being. But the Marcus and Santa Morgan. Think about that. God will come and make his home in you when you invite him. That's a message. That's something actually for us. It's a sermon for another day, but that's, there's, there's a lot to it that God loves us so much. He doesn't just see us as, as a bit grond, a bit spooked, a He doesn't see you as that. He's, 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 he loves you so much that he, he wants to actually also come and dwell in you. I still need to like, mm, you know, I don't comprehend it yet fully. I got some, but not everything. It's too big. Hey. Related to the Father. Lastly, is confidence in the face of the last days. Did I put that uh, one back? Oh, no. Yes, you can, you can, you can leave that there. Confidence in the face of the last day. So 1 John 2 verse 28 says, And now, little children, abide in him. Abide. Go and go and do an internet search. The word abide in the Bible. It's crazy. 
abide in Him, then when He appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. So we don't live a life as believers, but when we know the truth, when we know Him, we've got confidence in a way that who cares what happens? I, I know where I'm going to end up. It's not that I, I sit here and I'm going to go to heaven, yes or no. Should I pray for someone, yes or no. Be a little bit. What will they think of me? No, stop that. I've got the confidence because I know He's in me, He lives in me. So I can do all these things because why? I thought of this with a, a man one morning. Because I know the end result. I know that we're going to end in victory. Because of that, I look at life a different way. So I will act a different way. I will speak a different way. I will walk a different way. I will be more confident. And no one will tell me nothing. <laughs> because He's my God. And I know where I'm going to end up. You'll have that confidence when you abide in the truth. Lastly, warning signs. So you can put up a picture, you can put that on. I'm not sure if you guys can see there. I'm going to take sure to off. But for us, we're trying to abide in Christ. But yeah, man, we've got Netflix, internet, Facebook scrolling non-stop because we've got to make TikTok videos. And like others, and blah blah blah. And we come to church that one hour in a week, and, and that's it. And that's our time where we receive, but also take a bun of eight, and you go home and it stays there. And then there's no way that we can learn the heart of God, that we can understand it, that we can explain. There is no way that we can then have a fruitful life, that we can have answers from prayers and relationship with the Father, confidence. We can't have all that. You can't even fill it. You can't even break your plant account for watering. You choose. Where are you? It's always on the one side is much more better because then you can put some cheese and wine, and the one side can be spoiled. But you can't have it on the two sides. You need to pick which side you're on. So, a warning for us, if we fail to abide in Him, this is only an optional extra of the week, it's not a, it's not a, it's not um, a daily living for us. In short, it's the opposite of everything. That's, that's it. Um, some extra things is, is when we do not abide in His Word and then ultimately have a personal relationship with Him. Scripture says in Matthew 24, it's not on the board, but it says that we will become lawless. What's lawless? It means that we, to put it for short, plain, willful sinning. You know that's wrong, but you still do it. However, you don't try to fix it, you just leave it there. Because sometimes we all have our struggles, we all have things, but the thing is, if you, if you, Leave it there and not try to be separated from that sin. Scripture calls that lawlessness. And um, that's not healthy. It doesn't have a good end to it. Um, but what's not a good end? In John 15, it also says that when we, when we do not abide in Him and we sort of put all those other things before Him, 
means we don't really show an interest in God. So, have you ever talked to someone who they just, yes, I like, yes, you talk to them, but they are not there. They are not interested in what you have to say. Now, the same with God. If He speaks with us and we just, what must he do? We, we, we can't get angry at him if we treat him like dirt. Then he says in scripture, scripture he says, then he will remove you from the vine. Simple as that. So let's not be like that. Um, Here's another really, really, it's, it's, it's a hard one, it's a hard scripture, but it says it in the Bible, but, and we need to know this. In Hebrews 6, verse 4 to 6, it says, when we know the truth, when we know Him, when we've experienced a God, but we still do the wrong thing. Without wanting to fix it, it says that we continually crucify Christ. I don't want to, to have that on me, seriously. And He doesn't want us to have that on us. He wants to see us all abiding in Him and have a truly loving relationship with Him. He wants to see everyone in Him, not just some, everyone. It helps us a lot when we use the tools that he handed, open that he handed us to come closer to him. Amen. To our eyes closed. Scripture says, 
lot of these things we can only understand when we receive the Holy Spirit within us and that comes through accepting Jesus in our lives. And if you are here this morning and you realize like hectic, I do not have a personal relationship with Jesus yet. I haven't accepted Him in my life yet. And I want you just to quickly to raise your hand and I will come with and pray with you afterwards. But do not leave this morning without making a decision have him in our lives. Life just becomes so much better. We, we understand so much of what, why we're here, our purpose, our calling. So if there's anyone here this morning that have never ever truly received Jesus in their hearts, and I'm speaking truly, not the winter face, I mean really make a decision if you haven't done that yet just quickly uh, raise your hand and I can see Thank you, Lord, again for this amazing Sunday, Lord God. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that that uh, your scriptures are confronting. Because, Lord God, if it were not, we will stay the same. So we thank you again, Lord, that through your scriptures, through confronting our hearts and our thinking, you change us, Lord God, you change us for the better. that has been sown this morning, the seeds of your word, that it will fall on good ground, Lord God, and open hearts. I pray, Lord, for everyone here, for me as well, Lord God, that my heart will not become hard, but that my heart will become good soil, Lord Jesus, that I will take your word today and make it my own, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that you will teach us ways that you will reveal to us individually the ways that we can abide more in you. I pray, Lord God, for strengthened faith for everyone here, because for some it will mean that we have to leave some things behind. For some it may mean that we will need to, to um, release some, some friendships with Jesus. For some it will mean that change of circumstances at home that we need to do and address and everything might be confronting but in the end Lord we know the end result what will happen if we abide in you and your love so I pray Lord God for strength for everyone here I pray for extra faith I pray for a stronger community of believers that all know Lord that there is someone we can out and speak to that we do not do this life alone. But most of all, Lord God, I pray for, again for a, a verse marker, I'm not sure what the English word is for Jesus, but a, 
but that we are aware of your presence every step of the way, every second of the day. And because we are aware of your presence, Lord God, that we will then continually make this decisions to bring us closer to you and abide more with you. We thank you for your love, Lord God. We thank you for who you are. We bring glory to your name, Father, Jesus, and Holy Spirit.